Alright, monkeys. Um, I'm gonna read an article today from nature.com. It's also on thehill.com. I'll put the links in the description. Okay. Huge volcanic eruptions. Time to prepare. More must be done to forecast and try to manage globally disruptive volcanic eruptions. The risks are greater than people think. The massive eruption of the Hunga Tonga Hunga Hapai volcano this January in Tonga in the South Pacific Ocean, that was this year, 2022, <laughs> was the volcanic equivalent of a near miss asteroid whizzing by the Earth. The eruption was the largest since Mount Pinatubo in the Philippines blew in 1991 and the biggest explosion ever recorded by instruments. Yeah, it's ever in the history of mankind, the Honga Tonga volcanic eruption that was even seen from space was the biggest explosion ever recorded in the history of mankind. Well, while, while we've been alive at least. That's been recorded basically, okay. Ash fell over hundreds of kilometers, affecting infrastructure, agriculture, and fish stocks. The damage caused amount the damage caused amounted to 18.5% of Tonga's gross domestic product. Submarine cables were severed, cutting off Tonga's communications with the world, with the outside world for several days. Further afield, the blast created a worldwide shockwave and tsunamis that reached Japanese and North and South American coastlines. Yeah, it was, mercifully, the eruption lasted only about 11 hours. Had it gone on for longer, released more ash and gas, or occurred in more densely populated areas of Southeast Asia, or near a high concentration of vital shipping lanes, Electric electricity grids or other crucial global infrastructure, it would have had repercussions for supply chains, climate, and food resources worldwide. The world is woefully unprepared for such an event. The Tongan eruption should be a wake-up call. Yeah, the the angel poured over the first bowl in Revelations. It's a fucking volcano. As global temperatures rise, there's going to be melting of glaciers, okay? And there's going to be rain in all kinds of different areas and flooding and drought. You, you're seeing it right now anyway. So, Honga Tonga was apparently set off by water seeping into the underground volcanic... Uh, was the magma chamber which made it explode like that and apparently it was anyways um the tongan eruption should be a wake-up call recent data from ice core suggests that the probability of an eruption with a magnitude of 7 10 or 100 times larger than tonga or greater this century is one in six Eruptions of this size have in the past caused abrupt climate change and the collapse of civilizations and have been associated with the rise of pandemics. I mean, they're all saying fucking Yellowstone is way overdue for 
Okay, and yet little investment has gone into limiting what an eruption of this magnitude could do. I mean, like Tom Hanks said, a volcano is a volcano. You can't, there's nothing you can do about it. Impacts would cascade across transport, food, water, trade, energy, finance, and communication in our globally connected world. Over the next century, large-scale volcanic eruptions are hundreds of times more likely to occur than our asteroid and comet impacts put together. I mean, even National Geographic has confirmed that the coming decades are going to be volcanic. Okay, the, clima the climatic impact of these events is comparable, yet the response is vastly different. Planetary defense... Planetary Defense receives hundreds of millions of dollars in funding each year and has several global agencies devoted to it. In September, NASA's double asteroid redirection test, redirection test DART mission will try to nudge an asteroid's trajectory, testing capabilities for future asteroid deflection. The movie Armageddon. That advanced... That advanced preparation project will, will cost over $300 million. By contrast, there is no coordinated action nor large-scale investment to mitigate the global effects of large magnitude eruptions. This needs to change. You know, I almost have like a, a suspicious feeling that there are certain people on this planet who know all this stuff. And they've they have basically survived through bunch of bunch of uh, big scale climatic events I think or at least their families have kept that knowledge for I don't know okay deep impact although researchers have long known of the drastic impacts of large-scale volcanic eruptions the likelihood of such an event has only recently been clarified the reoccurrence rate of large eruptions can be determined by searching the long-term records for sulfate spikes stemming from the, gra from the gas released during globally significant events. In 2021, researchers looked at ice cores from both poles and identified uh, 1,113 signatures of eruptions in the Greenland ice and 737 in Antarctica, occurring between 60,000 and 9,000 years ago. They found 97 events that probably had a climatic impact equivalent to that of a magnitude 7 eruption or greater. They concluded that magnitude 7 events happen about every happen about once every 625 years. See, this is what I'm saying. Some people, I think, know these cycles. And magnitude 8 events, also called super eruptions, about once every 14,300 years. That's more frequent than suggested by previous assessment. <laughs> That's more frequent than suggested by previous assessments. Using geological records and statistical techniques that found reoccurrence intervals of 1,200 years for magnitude 7 and 17,000 years for magnitude 8. So they're saying it's the these cycles are way more uh, 
shorter. Okay, the last magnitude 7 was in Tambora, Indonesia in 1815. In the archipelago, an estimated 100,000 people died as a result of volcanic flows, tsunamis, the deposition of heavy rocks and ash on crops and houses, and subsequent effects. Globally, temperatures dropped about 1 degree Celsius on average, causing the year without a summer. Yeah, the, what was it, 536, 586, 536? The eastern United States and much of Europe endured mass crop failures and the resulting famines led to violent uprisings and disease epidemics. Yeah, I've, I've even shared much of videos on how volcanic eruptions have been linked to the fall of certain civilizations in, in history. They Even, even from... Uh, that one okay, that one science channel they did it themselves too. The world is very different now. In some ways, it is more resilient. Volcanoes are better monitored. There is better education and awareness, and healthcare and food systems have improved. In other ways, the risks to humanity are increasing thanks to changes in ocean and atmospheric circulation caused by climate caused by climate change. A large magnitude eruption in the tropics could cause 60% more cooling in the next century compared with today. The frequency of eruptions could also increase as geophysical forces on the planet's surface shift because of ice melt, changes in precipitation, and sea level rise. We are ants on lily pads. Although the cooling effects of sulfate, aeros sulfate aerosols in the stratosphere might counteract warming from greenhouse gases. The world is already around 1.1 degrees Celsius warmer than in the pre-industrial era. Yeah, fossil fuels. Who, who found fossil fuels, huh? The impact of a large volcanic eruption would be abrupt and immense, with uneven effects on weather, rainfall, and temperature. The global population is eight times larger now than in 1800, and the trade it relies on has grown more than a thousandfold since then. Yeah, it's completely globally connected now. As the COVID-19 pandemic <clears throat> and the war in Ukraine have shown, the modern world is highly dependent on global trade for food, fuel, and resources. A disaster in one spot can cause price spikes and shortages far away. Yeah, that's why, okay, the financial losses resulting from a large magnitude eruption are estimated to be in the multi-trillions, roughly comparable to those of the pandemic. Yeah, and from the USGS video of the ARC storms, what did, what did they say? Most insurance companies can't cover <laughs> acts of God, okay, so multi-trillions, so meaning... All these people whose houses have been burned down or flooded or just... It's gone. That's it. It's, it's gone. Nature gives and she takes away. She's a... Okay, she's a ruthless fucking... Okay. Given the estimated reoccurrence rate for a magnitude 7 event, this equates to more than US 1 billion per year. You think America could afford that right now? <laughs> you think... You think Biden will be signing out all these more checks for everybody? Yeah. What and 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 your money is basically not uh, backed by anything, so it's valueless. <laughs> 
Investing in crisis preparedness and mitigation would be far cheaper than reacting to a disaster. We call for increased attention to and coordination in research aimed at forecasting preparedness and mitigation. Below, we suggest what these efforts might look like. For further reading, see the supplementary information. Okay, remember, it's interesting because even in the Bible, Jesus said nobody knows the time and date when uh, the apocalypse will come, right? Except for the Father. If I'm remembering correctly, I think that's what it said. Well, if we're talking about the Father now, it's the Godfather, which is the Pope. Well, I would like to ask the Pope <laughs> if he knows when the next cataclysmic volcanic eruption will occur when god will wake up god is sleeping right now god is a volcano god is sleeping is even in the bible it said to to god a day could be like a thousand years and a thousand years could be like a day meaning if you look at volcanic eruptions it changes the whole landscape within hours okay jesus said move mountain like literally it move it'll move mountains so I would like to know if Mr. Pope knows when this next event will occur, since he's God, he's the Godfather. So, is he more smarter than all these scientists all over the world combined who still cannot predict exactly when a volcanic eruption will occur? They might be able to see the signs that there might be an eruption coming soon, but nobody can still predict it. They're getting better, but you, they still can't predict it. So, I would like to know, Mr. Pope, do you know? <laughs> Pinpoint the risks. Of the 97 large magnitude volcanic eruptions detected in ice core records, only a handful could be attributed to specific volcanoes. The sites of others, the sites of others remain a mystery, including some that occurred startlingly recently. For example, the eruptions that led to the late antique Little Ice Age in the mid-6th century. Estimates, estimates show that up to 80% of magnitude 6 eruptions before AD 1 are currently missing from the global geological record, with especially poor data for oceanic islands such as the Kurils, as well as Indonesia and the Philippines, countries with some of the highest densities of volcanoes. Israel is full of volcanoes, New Zealand is full of volcanoes, California is full of volcanoes. I mean, it's like the movie Holes. Okay, some 1,300 volcanoes have erupted at some point during the past 10,000 years, meaning they are considered active. 1,300 that we know of. But there are probably many other active volcanoes. Their recent eruptions might not be known because they're locations haven't been studied or they may have lain dormant for a long time but still be capable of a large explosive event identifying potentially active volcanoes requires a comprehensive approach further research into historical and geological records including marine and lake cores especially in neglected re regions such as southeast asia would help to pinpoint volcanic hazards and map out where large eruptions tend to happen. One clue I'll give you. I guarantee I guarantee you wherever these old stone churches were built by the Catholic 
by the Catholic Church back in the day, back in the day that still stand, were usually built on top of uh, an extinct or whatever volcano because that's where they got the stone from. I'm just saying there's some churches that are built on the crater of an extinct extinct volcano. So I'm just saying these people, so they they knew that volcanoes were basically the tree of life because out of volcanoes come everything. Yet everything comes water, minerals, gemstones, everything. Okay. All right. Um, regions of heightened vulnerability and exposure to volcanic threats should also be identified that will require interdisciplinary research to locate the highest global risks to trade energy critical infrastructure food and water security food and water security and finance do you, re do you see that do you hear that interdisciplinary research meaning motherfuckers for the first time from all kinds of walks of life Come together, work together to f to figure out solutions for these acts of God that are about to come. There are likely to be pinch points where large volcanic threats overlie dense trade networks. For example, the Straits of Malacca between Peninsular Malaysia and Sumatra in Indonesia and the Mediterranean Sea. Improve monitoring. Only 27% or so of the eruptions since 1950 have been monitored with at least one instrument such as a seismometer. Data from only about one-third of these eruptions have been collected by the Global Database for Volcanic Unrest, WOVODAT. Have been collected, okay. Improved ground-based monitoring of known active volcanoes, including measures of seismicity, gas release, and ground deformation, could provide better advanced warning of eruptions, especially when combined with emerging analysis that are aided by artificial intelligence. I mean, even, even the shamans will tell you, okay? Where local ground-based monitoring is not feasible, particularly in remote areas, satellite and aerial observation become essential. In addition to monitoring thermal gas, in addition to monitoring thermal gas and deformation changes, satellites could provide real-time mass eruption rates, plume heights, and imagery for disaster relief. But current satellites lack the necessary resolution in time and space. Basically, I don't know what we've been doing for these last, like, 50 years. Like, all they've been doing is just making more iPhone versions. For example, after the Tongan eruption, it was 12 hours before the first radar images from the European Union's Sentinel-1A probe captured changes at the volcano. I'm saying sound is consciousness. There is, you can, you can, there's all this to be, there's so much to be discovered using sound. There's still, I think... We, we haven't milked it yet. There's still so much we can use sound for. Okay. Often, 
Volcanologists must also rely upon the generosity of private satellite companies to provide real-time high-resolution imagery, as was the case when Capella Space, based in San Francisco, California, provided images one day after the explosive eruption of La Soufrière in St. Vincent and the Grenadines began in April 2021. Yeah, that one also was a crazy eruption. A four-year pilot project by the Committee on Earth Observation Satellites, CEOS, showed that existing satellite radar images of ground deformation could be harnessed to help to track volcano activity in Latin, Amer Latin America. CEOS re recommended a host of steps to speed up transmission of data to local obser observatories, improve data interpretation, and expand the strategy to other regions. For more than two decades, volcanologists have called for a dedicated volcano-observing satellite to be launched. Much progress has been achieved by sharing satellites, yet a step change in volcano surveillance could be achieved with a dedicated satellite observing in the infrared or high-altitude drones that acts as pseudo-satellites for months at a time. That's crazy that you can... I mean, that's pretty cool. They got drones that can... Okay, ramp up preparedness. To increase resilience at the community level and to support the humanitarian responses, real-time monitoring and simulations of ash fallout, gas plumes, and other hazards, such as volcanic flows, should be fed into real-time targeted communication. This now-casting advice could be delivered by SMS, instructing someone to clear volcanic ash off your roof to prevent collapse, as 50 centimeters of ash is expected over the next two hours, for example, or directing them to the nearest centers for emergency, emergency supplies and health care. Increased emphasis on community-focused education and awareness can help to prepare people who live in vulnerable regions. The Volcano Ready Communities Project, project in St. Vincent and the Grenadines, run by the University of the West Indies Seismic Research Center, is a recent success story. It contributed to the effective, effective evacuation of 20,000 people before the 2021 explosive eruptions with no loss of life. That's amazing. Good job, guys. Great job. Similar community awareness programs should be scaled up around the globe. Yeah, take fucking success stories and scale them. Building greater resilience into, you know, in the right context, obviously, because not one if one thing works here, it might not necessarily work somewhere else. So, but just take the whole, take the system and see what works. Okay, building greater resilience into critical infrastructure such as energy grids and communications networks could lessen regional impacts. Global policy agreements could prioritize transport of important commodities such as oil, gas, fertilizers, food, electronics, and crucial metal resources, as well as ensuring that countries do not act in their own narrow interest by, for example, instigating export bans that could exacerbate food shortages. Yeah, 
everybody gets a sanction. <laughs> Global bodies such as the United Nations Office for Disaster Risk Reduction have not yet undertaken such focused efforts. Yeah, nope. No, this is what I'm saying. The modern world does not think preventative. Everybody in the capitalistic system is set up for disaster. Only after disaster you go and take everything. That's the way it's set up. That's why nobody fucking thinks preventative. Everybody's just thinking, how much can I milk the insurance after shit goes down? It's like, well, when a volcano goes off, there's research volcano geoengineering. Some of the most widespread impacts of large magnitude eruptions stem from the stratospheric injection of sulfur aerosols that block sunlight and abruptly cool the earth. Research into how to counteract them could help to curtail a volcanic winter. I mean, what are we going to do? If a fucking volcano goes up, what are we going to do? Studies have considered the use of sulfates to counteract human-induced warming by deflecting solar radiation. The opposite sin scenario rarely gets attention. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's interesting. It is theoretically possible to release a short-lived warming agent such as a hydrofluorocarbon to counteract the cooling of sulfates or to use a high-altitude aircraft to release non-toxic substances that bind to sulfate aerosols to enhance their removal from the atmosphere in a manner similar to cirrus cloud thinning. Such efforts might have significant costs and side effects such as acid rain as well as large potential benefits. I mean, I mean we can try all kinds of stuff, see what works basically, but being able to affect volcanic behavior directly might seem inconceivable, <laughs> but so did the deflection of asteroids until the formation of NASA's Planetary Defense Coordination Office in 2016. Numerous examples from geothermal exploration show that it is technically possible to penetrate magmatic bodies in the crust with little collateral damage. In 2024, uh, researchers plan to drill into a magma pocket at the Krafla test bed in Iceland to provide a long-term magma observatory and test sensing equipment to potentially improve volcanic prediction. Research should be undertaken to assess if it is possible to manipulate the magma or surrounding rocks to moderate eruption explos explosivity. One such project, magma outgassing during eruptions and geothermal exploration, has funding from the European Research Council to, to 2026. That's good. That's good that, okay, whether scientists should conduct any volcano engineering, which has obvious risks, is a matter for debate, but such a debate requires rigorous theoretical and experimental research to underpin it. In our view, the lack of investment, planning, and resources to respond to big eruptions is reckless. Will humanity learn from volcanology's near-miss in Tonga, or will a large magnitude eruption be the next planet-disrupting event to catch the world unawares after the pandemic? Discussions must start now.
Yeah, man, I agree. I think we are not prepared. I think <laughs> Tonga was just a wake-up call. And I think we are in for a ride. Peace, monkeys, peace.